Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, drop the subject. That's correct. It has commenced. Turn your radios off or keep listening if you want to, if you dare. This is Allie Johnson, and Jarrett Hill is getting his headphones situated. I, I love the threatening nature of if you dare. If you dare. Like, to continue listening. You don't know what's going to ensue. Again, I'm lucky that I've made it here on time. Driving to work has become like a Looney Tunes episode. Uh, again. Are you driving an Acme car? You don't. I mean, there's like anvils on the freeway. Today, <laughs> there, were, there was a pack of dogs running loose on the freeway. Who let the dogs out? Uh-uh. It was unbelievable. Literally, who did that? And Ginger Justin said, yeah, I was even late. Uh, Allie was even later because she had to go adopt all the dogs on the freeway. I mean, he was was probably not wrong. I'm glad that I wasn't with my wife because I definitely would not have made it to work because she would have. She's one of those people who has to pull over and get the dog. Uh, I don't know if you feel this way. I know you're not really a dog person. Right. But I was driving with Katie a few weeks ago and we had another friend in the car and we saw a loose dog. This was in a residential area. And it was like a chow chow or something, like a nice purebred dog. And it was running around with a collar on, just kind of calmly, you know, sauntering about the street. And Katie was going, we have to pull over. We have to get the dog. And I was like, we don't. And then my friend Brittany was like, no, that dog's pretty. It'll get rescued. (laughs) Oh, my God. And I was like, well, she's kind of right, though. Because when you see a dog that looks like mangy and like mutt, you know, you're like, oh, someone's going to think that that's just a a random wild dog or like a rest. You know, they're not really going to stop whether... As opposed to a chow chow or like a purebred, really, really like an Akita, you know, like a really nice dog yeah. that's like groomed and has a collar. You're like, underst- someone should bring that dog back home because it has a home, obviously. That. I don't understand the like, let me pull over and get the stray animal thing. Like, we don't do that with people. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we'll do that with like all kinds people do that with all kinds of animals. And I'm like, I don't want that damn thing in my house. Well, like, for me as a woman, I think that letting a stranger hands. in my car has different ramifications than letting a dog in my car. I, I get it. But like, I mean, that animal, like, I don't want that in my car. Like, I don't, I, I never understand like the perspective of like, let me pull over and get a a random animal. Well, I think that it's the, uh, I I think that possibly I've got a little bit of that white saviorism. Well. I have to save the world or some crap. I mean, I get it, sure. (laughs) It's like there's some some animal in need. It's my job to rescue it. But then there are people who try to rescue animals that are not supposed to be rescued. For instance, a baby bird. Who is just kind of flouncing around on the like, on it's the ground, the circle of and life. you're like, oh no, I have to bring it back to its nest. But then you touch it, and then the mom bird is like, oh no, some human touched that bird. It's no longer and mine, no and longer then it good. dies. Yeah. yeah, I just I don't I don't understand. Like I'm not a pets person in general. Like I love and respect animals. I've worked at aquariums and and like learned a lot about animals. You've worked it, at aquariums. I worked at an aquarium. I worked at a Six Flags where we I like worked with sea lions every day. Like what? I, I, I that sounds like, like a week. dream. It was great. It was a great job. Job. I didn't want to bring them home, you know. Like I didn't like I loved well, working I with sea lions. Agree to disagree. I was an, I was in a show like uh, at, at a Six Flags in the Bay Area. You know, you're familiar with the Bay Area in Vallejo. We had Marine World, and now it's Six Flags Discovery Kingdom. And oh, so, I went to Marine World all the time. Yeah, so I was in a sea lion show there, and like we would, uh, you know, be in the shows with the sea lions, and like the the folks that were the trainers for them like loved those animals, and like had you know took a lot of special great care of them, and uh, and then I worked at the Georgia because you were at Marine World, not Sea World. Well. <laughs> Well, 
no, the people at SeaWorld love those animals too. Like yeah. even with all the bad press they've gotten. But like I then worked at the Georgia Aquarium, which was the world's largest. Uh, what was it? The world's largest and most engaging aquarium experience. Um, and you know, the, all of those folks like really educated me a lot about animals, and like I have a really great respect for animals. I just don't want them in my house. So you just want them to stay in the wild. Are you they, just want to stay. You well, just want. There's in a, a hard place line where for someone you. can really take great care of them. Like I would not take great care of an animal. Like I, I have a really irregular schedule. I don't like have a desire for cleaning up poop or like walking behind an animal and like having to clean up after it. Like, and then people are like, "Oh, that means you don't you don't love." And I'm like, "What the hell does that even mean?" But if you see a dog on the street, if somebody's walking a dog and it's a really cute dog, do you stop to pet it or are no. you like? <laughs> See, that's where I guess I understand people thinking that you don't love dogs because you don't have a desire dog. to interact Why do I have to with. Touch it. What? I think you're cute. I don't come pet you. Why not? Like she's like, well, touch me. I want you to. No, I just I feel like I I think animals are adorable and awesome and like they contribute great things to people's lives and all that. But I don't have to have one. So would you not like me to show you cat pictures of my cat? Like I've literally never. If you looked at my Google search in my in my um my YouTube history. Literally no video of a cat. Literally, not even. I don't enjoy cat videos. Animal, animal odd couples. I, I think like a giraffe and a bunny who are friends. Cute. That kind of stuff is really cute. So have, do you search for that? No. If someone but you, then you it don't me, love it. If someone sends me an animal video, like sure, but like I'm never searching for cat videos. All right. Well, I'm going to send Ellen you. DeGeneres? Yes. I just like I don't uh, ever search. I've literally never searched for cat videos. All right. Well, Jared's a monster. We've decided. There's <laughs> a lot more it. to come on Drop the Subject. We will break down the VMAs, uh, some of the weird stuff that the VMA host was saying. And also we'll talk about who the hell the host is and other do highs you know? and lows. I don't know. I do. I've, I think I believe I've interviewed him. But at this point, weed has stolen my memory and I don't know. But uh, we will break Hello, all California. the uh, all the highlights down from uh, the VMAs when we get back. You're listening to Drop the Subject. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. Drop the subject with Allie Johnson and Jared Hill. And let's get into the Video Music Awards on MTV. A video, uh, uh, An awards ceremony that I did not know was still existing. So, Allie... I don't I, have cable anymore. I think because you and I seem so disconnected from this, it might be great to get... Someone who's like 19 that are that is squarely in the demo for this show. Did we find someone in their teens? Someone in their teens. Um, there's a 19 year old young lady on the phone. Um, ma'am, are you on the phone? Yes, I am. Um, Do we call her ma'am if she's 19? I know, right? Exactly. She should be calling us sir and ma'am. Um, Nandi is my little sister. She's 19 years old. And I thought, like, Nandi probably has some perspective on this that I definitely don't. Um, but I was surprised that I knew a lot of the folks in the show last night, and I was kind of happy with myself. Nandi, talk to me about how you felt about the show last night. Okay, first and foremost, Missy Elliott, like, that's it. Okay. That's all that needs to be said. Do you remember Missy Elliott as a, as a like a little kid, or are you like learning about her now? Both, because people always talk about her and still talk about her. Okay. And so, like, my parents always played her music, so your I've always parents about always played her music. I love that. that Nandi, I hate you. But okay. like, do you remember? Like, do do you are you familiar with like Brandy and Monica and Destiny's Child and 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 all that? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah. you you are well read in and music when, history. Exactly. Yeah. When you when you saw all the the ways that they did all of her videos, and we're gonna play a clip from it in a little bit. Do you? There's a lot happening behind you there at the college. Are you okay? Where are you? 
You're, oh, she's I'm at, in the hallway. <laughs> she's in. She's today's her first day of college. Oh well, congratulations! Back to college, yes, you know, I would be happy for you, but you're creating traffic for me right now. So <laughs> just go get an education online. She's in the Bay Area, so she's not oh, hurting okay, your, right. your, your your commute. <laughs> okay, but Nadi, so like when they were doing Missy's videos and they were showing all of the different things that like all of the different like styles of the videos, were you recognizing those as the videos, or were you like, oh, what a cool set? both because my memory is so selective honestly when i was like from being a kid but like i could pick out some things okay and be like yeah that that was that video but the visuals like as a whole yeah okay do you know who the hell sebastian menescalco is no yeah neither did i okay so that transcends generation that was the guy who was hosting last night and i was like WTF, who is this? They could have done without him, not going to lie. Okay. (laughs) Well, yeah, he said some things that are controversial, which we're going to get into in a bit, but you you were not a fan is what you're saying. Nadi, do you think there should be hosts at all, or do you think there should just be no host? Oh, yeah, some people think that. Some people think that, like, celebrities should just, like, co-co-co-host, and that might make it better because random hosts, like, we were all like, who is this? Gotcha. Okay, what else did you love last night? Because you only got a minute and Normani. a half, and you got to beat you to have your ass in class. Oh my gosh! Okay, Normani, I love Normani. Like, what did you love about it? It was my fave. Uh, so I like the song in general. Some people didn't really like the song, but I like the song. I like the whole basketball aspect. The whole, you know, she has the 1996 on her shirt, and then it's kind of like early 2000s. That was cute, little throwback. I was born 2000, you know. Okay. Um. You were born in 2000. I like Lizzo. Like, I don't listen to her music like that, but I like her as a person. What did you What did uh, you think of, like, the big moment that she had on the show last night about talking about loving yourself and all that? That was great because people, not even so much they don't love themselves, but they don't, like, let other people love themselves either. Yeah. Like, people feel, some people feel like because she's a bigger girl that she shouldn't love herself the way that she does, but it's great that she does. And, like... Who cares what anybody else thinks? All well, right, we're so, going to let you go because you have to go learn well, things, but I had one more question. Well, bef- before we <laughs> yeah. let her go, though, I, what I love about Lizzo, and like last year I was saying Alessia Carr, there's a lot happening behind you, Nandi, by the way. Um, I love that people like Lizzo or Alessia Cara or people that have like a positive message are out right now, and like people like my little sister are hearing those messages from those people. Right, that yeah, better, better representation. I mean, you're seeing better idols. <laughs> one last question. She has to be in class in 10 seconds, uh, Ellie. Uh, okay, would you okay. have known about this or watched it if... We, if uh, uh, Jarrett, your bigger brother hadn't told you about it yesterday. Uh, no. Okay. Like, I don't have. To <laughs> oh so, God. did you even know about it happening? Room. You had no idea. Yeah, no. Okay. I haven't been on Twitter in a couple weeks. I was like, ooh, VMAs? Didn't know. Okay, Yay. great. Okay, well, then we're helping class. the world right now because we're getting one <laughs> Y-annual. I don't even know what where we're at with this, but we're getting converting one at a time to actually watch TV. Nadi, what class are you about to go take? Yeah. Uh, history. History. Okay, go have a good one. That's an important one. Have a great first day. I love you. Thank you. Love you too. Bye. Bye. Incan Empire. I don't know. (laughs) The Incan Empire. I'm sure she's going to have to learn that eventually. Babylonians. General history that just includes everything in creation. Apparently, Obsidian. I'm just yelling out things that I know in history. (laughs) That's not even. That's not even history. Obsidian (laughs) is a rock. I know, but they made tools and crap. Fair enough. I'll give you that.
So, I mean, yeah, she hit some of the moments. Sebastian Metascalco was the first thing that I had read about because I'm always interested in hosts in general Same. and what jokes they end up making or not making, what people find offensive versus not offensive. And uh, Sebastian Metascalco has gotten a lot of uh, hate on Twitter uh, after people figured out who the hell he was uh, because this is what he said. MTV... What they're doing is, is they, they notice that we're living in ultra-sensitive time, right? So if you feel triggered, <laughs> or you feel offended by anything I'm saying up here, or anything the musical artists are doing, they're providing a safe space backstage Will you get some stress balls and a blankie. This is, this is a joke that is And also, Little Nas X brought his horse. Well, I, and I'm, I'm noticing this yeah. uh, a lot with with comedians, especially older male comedians, because they're making material about how they can't say stuff anymore because they don't know what else to do. Yeah. So they're making kind of like out of touch jokes, which I'm I'm like of the mindset of like people do get very easily offended about stuff now, but that wasn't even like a good joke. And that's what I like to go back to is was that a good joke? That was a joke that was out of touch anyway because it should have been made to like everyone was making that joke two the, years ago. I think the major problem that I had with him was the fact that he wore the same outfit all night. <laughs> Offensive. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new channel Q. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. Okay, drop the subject with Ali and Jared hanging with you on this Tuesday covering the Video Music Awards because, let's face it, you probably didn't watch them. <laughs> but we do have favorite moments of them Absolutely. that we all watched this morning. Yeah, well, I, I watched it live last night. Well, live on delay because like, I, I started halfway through and then I watched the beginning on the re Do you have TV? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I I can't not have TV. I guess, yeah, having your news background, you kind of have to have that live. I was literally, well, now that you say that, I can explain. I literally was switching from one server, one provider, like streaming provider to another last night because I was like, you don't have MSNBC, you don't have, uh, you know, these other channels that I watch. And I don't, I was doing like a trial and I was like, I'm going to go back to the one that I had before. And so I was happy that I could pull that off. Yeah. But it was in the middle of the show. So I was like, I tuned in halfway through. Got it. Well, I mean, we will go over some of the, the uh, highs and lows of the evening. Um, I don't know if one of the lows was the ratings. We will find that out. That's what I was actually just going to look up and see if they've if they've come out. Do they have that yeah. yet? Yeah, because it's usually maybe a day or two that it takes them a while. Um, but a lot of people were not happy with Sebastian Metascalco as a host. A lot of people said, "Who the hell is this person?" And then to have somebody that a lot of people didn't really know making jokes that were not really landing, and then kind of just rambling on about things that no one really could grasp. Uh, Twitter did not like that. Uh, people said, MTV, y'all couldn't find a better host. Uh, you couldn't have gotten Katie to host again. Uh, VMA's host is making unnecessary jokes. Uh, really? After Taylor just kicked ass and did that super inclusive, prideful performance, this ass hat nobody's ever heard of has to come out and bash safe spaces? What a loser. I just thought, uh, when he was doing that, I thought to myself, like, he's doing this for his, like, bros that are watching at home, because they're gonna crack up at this, but the whole audience of 4,000 people or however many thousands of people that were there like they are not gonna like respond to that well, know it, your audience it's dude. funny because in the clip that we played before the break you can hear 
some people laughing, and you can tell that they're like older people. Well, that but that <laughs> like is also that thing that dudes happens. Dudes being like, huh? there's that <laughs> thing that happens when they're when you're at a live comedy thing, and you can tell someone's made a joke, but it doesn't necessarily land, and you're just like, oh, <laughs> like nervous laughter. <laughs> um, yeah, I unfortunately know thing. what that's like. No, I can identify that easily. <laughs> you've done it though. I know you've done it when you're like at a stand-up thing, and you're like, it's because it's like involuntary almost. I think like, oh, I okay. usually do not nervous laughter, but very loud laughter after a silence so like someone will make yeah it's not and I can't I really can't help it I'm not trying to be mean but a joke will sit there and land and hang in dead air and then I'll go (laughs) okay so like in the silence so kind of in that and then we'll get to clips Uh, when I was in college there was a girl who was performing at a a musical and like she like was singing the soaring song and like she hits the wrong note and the whole room goes dead silent and then someone goes oh for real like at the girl on stage and we died the entire room hollered and I felt Uh, so bad for her that's a bummer okay so my favorite moment last night um, we'll talk about Missy Elliott in a moment but I thought Lizzo had a pretty amazing performance last night Um, she has this clip where she gets up on the stage and she's like talking directly to the audience in the middle of her song this is that let me talk to y'all for a second so good last night and like I love what Lizzo does in her live performances like she did like a a bit of a choir moment she had this enormous ass in the background that was like twerking the whole time like an act like a blow up huge thing Um, she had all the girls like rip their wigs off because it was the the song is called hair toss Um, like it was just so they actually toss their hair hair like it was just oh it was so good I just love that she would sit in in a room with people and they were like okay Lizzo, your VMA performance is coming up. What do you want? I want a giant ass. No, bigger. In the background. Actually bigger than that. No, I want it bigger than that because I'm going to make a statement about self-love and I want to have the ass shaking behind me Yeah, pretty consistently (laughs) with what I'm saying. Well, Travell, he tweeted last night. He was like, "Um, Lizzo just did a whole sermon on self-love and I'm here for it. You know what I mean? It was was a really, really great moment. Um, The performance was fun and exciting and like everyone in the audience was like completely engaged. Like everyone was like knowing all the words and like screaming and cheering. Like Lizzo has had a moment and she talked about... um, one of the songs that she did, uh, Truth Hurts, um, did she, do, she did do Truth Hurts last night. Um, she started with Truth Hurts and she said, you know, two years ago I was here at the VMAs wearing a Truth Hurts dress and the, sh- the song had just come out. No one cared about it and I was just like so depressed and I was thinking about leaving music. So the idea that I'm here two years later, this song is charting right now yeah. in the top 10 and I'm performing on the VMA stage, like you can live your dreams. Like, well, And I think it's BS that she didn't win artist of the year absolutely I was like okay Billy like I was looking through the winners list and like I said I haven't seen the the VMAs yet but seeing that I was like what the hell yeah I was like, like she should have won something she absolutely should have won something like I mean I mean I, you gotta just get just invent one at this point I like I mean she had the best moment of the night so like even if Billie Eilish won and she was not there she like had a video Lizzo on her was iPhone there or something. and had the best performance exactly and didn't yeah. win, win ugh. okay anyway. All right. um, we've got a little bit more of of the VMAs and then we've got to move on there's so much more to talk about um, you're listening to Drop the Subject with Jared Alley on the new channel Q on your radio and radio.com 
Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, Allie Johnson and Jared Hill here with you on Drop the Subject, and we have been breaking down the VMAs. I'm looking at, I don't usually look at fashion red carpet stuff, but gender nonconforming outfits were quite a trend at the VMAs last night. I'm looking at Lil Nas X in a, a sequins crystal embellished lace suit. See, I didn't even think of that as being gender nonconforming. I didn't either. I just thought it was kind of like gay pirates of the Caribbean. Well, like Lil Nas X has like a really crazy kind of style. Um, Interesting thing I learned about him. um, Obviously, he's an out black gay man and like he apparently is like a Nicki Minaj stan or a Barb as they call themselves. And so I... They call them Barbs? Barbs because like Barbie was her thing. So all of her her friends are called Barbs. All right. And so I... uh, Watching his performance last night, he did this cool, like, futuristic space kind of thing for his new song called Panini, which don't know his why it's His song called. is called Panini? No idea. Never heard it before last night. I Get mean, your life, sir. If I like um, it as much as I like actual paninis, then he's right on the money. We'll go with that. Um, but, like, I just, I, I was like, oh, this feels like something a Nicki Minaj fan would do in, like, their first performance at the VMAs. And he won last night for um, Old Town Road, and it was the first award he's ever won. So he was, like, really excited to for that first award to be, you know, a VMA. So my big moment last night, though, I thought, like, you cannot think about the VMAs last night or the Video Vanguard Award without thinking about Missy Elliott. And um, Missy Elliott, she had such a great performance last night. And um, I just, I felt so excited to see her get celebrated in that way. Um, It's just like, when I watched Missy Elliott videos back in the day, when I would listen to her songs, like, Missy was one of the few artists that I would always say, like, Missy can't do anything wrong. No. Like, she's always killing it. Um, all of her songs were so innovative, and her music videos were so imaginative, and, like, you you can watch a music video nowadays and think, oh, they did that in five minutes. But Missy Elliott's videos always said to me, like, oh, this person had a vision for what they wanted to see and do and feel in their music video. And, like, the idea that it took her this long to get it is, is absurd, actually. Um, the, there's a podcast called The Read. And she thought she thanked the two hosts of that show, Kid Fury and Crystal, because they last year they were like really lobbying for her to get this and she didn't get it. And then they like they really campaigned for her to get it. And so she thanked them last night saying, you know, I really appreciate you guys really going out on a limb for me and saying what you said, because like Missy Elliott thanked the podcast. She Well, because like they this really not fu- good for radio. Jared. She, well, she, she thanked them for for uh, really celebrating her and like bringing to people's attention. Like, how have you not done this for Missy Elliott? Right. Yeah, yeah so. exactly. I mean. I mean, I think that last night it seemed like a real blend of the old versus the new. And seeing Missy Elliott up there is a good version of mixing the old and the new. Like It was a fresh new thing, but she also has this great legacy attached. And then there were examples of bad old versus new, like John Travolta accidentally handing the award to a a drag drag queen queen instead of Taylor Taylor Swift. Swift. I mean, then you have moments like that. And then you have moments like Sebastian Menescalco completely seeming tone deaf and not really landing any jokes. So that is an example of bad old versus... Yeah. new but it seemed like the the better moments and the more uh moments of of like the bad old moments and the good like uh nostalgic moments maybe yeah yeah like the I good shone through more than the bad the, ones. the one of the things that happened at the very end I, I thought it was an odd ending to the show but like i also was really happy to see like naughty by nature and queen latifah and all them like queen latifah rolled in on a motorcycle 
like with a bandana and like jumped off. I was like, you are giving us like as much as you Dyke possibly vibes. can without actually giving it to us. But then she like came on stage and was like, who are you calling a bitch? And like, did you in ITY? And I was like, oh my God, this is Yay! amazing. I was so happy to see that. And then I was like, wait, this is the end of the show? Like it was, it didn't make sense to me to be the closing of the show, <laughs> but I was happy to see it. But I was like, but they did a lot of celebrating of New Jersey in the show last night because the show took place in New Jersey. So they, um, they had like members of the Supreme Sopranos cast come and I was like, this is weird. What? They had Why? Uh, that show's so old. Yeah, it was like there was it was a weird thing they were doing. I mean, if like, the main guy had showed up, that would have been interesting. Well, he's the, dead. The last exactly James Gandolfini showing up as a hologram would have been weird. Or as a <laughs> or just as a spirit would have been strange. Especially because he said some didn't he say some bad stuff? Like he's he's, he's had, had some like, issues weird in the years. Stuff yeah. And, but the last thing that I thought was cool that they did to celebrate New Jersey was they had the Jonas Brothers who are New Jersey natives and they performed outside like on the beach with like uh, with fireworks and all that. It was a really cool performance. Well, I mean then this, these shows have just become about the performances. Absolutely. This is this is it's kind of like, like the Grammys show, or the Billboard Awards yeah, where, where it's like just performances. Watching a concert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um because the the awards are almost incidental unless it's someone that you really want to win. Yeah, I mean win. especially going through the winners list. I'm like what are these categories? I don't know even know what the hell this means well there's so they, like video they, for good they had and... to add more awards i think because they they degendered their awards they don't do male artist female artist they do artist and so um that when you do that you cut out half of your almost half of your awards right so they added in more awards to celebrate songs that do something for good songs that um were you know uh, they added a k-pop um c- category oh, best latin yeah. they did uh the power anthem, song of the summer, best direction, which is something they've always had. Best, di- oh, oh, <laughs> best directing. Sorry, um, so like, they've best had direction. They added in it's some one, more categories. One direction, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we've got more. Drop the subject and news it or lose. It's coming up in just a couple minutes. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new channel Q. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. I'm Jared Hill. That's Allie Johnson. We are jumping into another five for five. Really proud of you, Allie. Jumping in. Jumping into it. Um, It's time for News It or Lose It. All right. I thought we would start with the five things that are more likely to happen than you winning the lottery. (laughs) Uh, just to start on a positive note. start off devastating me. All right. Uh, Because, of course, your odds of winning the Mega Millions jackpot are are 1 in 302,575,350. Your odds of winning the Powerball jackpot are a little better at 1 in 292,201... Wait, 1 in 292,201,338. I love that you got that specific down to the... 238. 38, not seven, not seven. Eight. Okay. So, the following things are more likely to happen to you. Getting murdered during a visit on the way to the Grand Canyon. Okay, that's not a good thing. Now. You have a one in 8,156,000 chance of getting murdered during a trip to the Grand Canyon. It's actually 35 times more likely than winning the jackpot. Oh, my God. Having your f- uh, extra fingers or toes. What? The chances of having polydactyly knee, mm-hmm. or I'm sure I pronounced that correctly. I'm sure or extra fingers or toes ranges from 1 in 500 to 1 in 1,000. Um, I don't like where this list is going. Accidentally suffocating in bed. It gets better. What? You have a 1 in 4,400... Okay, you can't say it gets better on Channel Q. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, damn it. Not in this way. Yeah, that's already been taken. Uh, all right, you have 1 in 440... 400, wait, 
Oh my gosh, my brain is crapping out. You have a one in 4,459 chance of dying from accidental suffocation or strangulation in bed. So that's when you're like, oh my God, I just, you know, oh, my neck cracked because I was sleeping on it wrong. Or you're like, oh no, I was sleeping on it wrong and I died. How you suffocate yourself in sleep. Like, that sounds like something that happens in a Lifetime movie, but someone else does it to them. Yeah. But. I don't know how you accidentally suffocate in bed. That would suck if you really did accidentally suffocate in bed and then your spouse got pinned for the murder. Oh my of you. God. Yeah. Absolutely. That's probably even more likely than winning the That's jackpot. That's very lifetime movie. I'm going to pitch that. <laughs> I have a friend who's a, an executive in films over there. That's going to be the movie that I pitch. Do you really think that hasn't been pitched yet? Fair enough. <laughs> uh, but no one knew this statistic until we said it on no, the you're, air today. No, you're right. You're so. right. I, and, and you know what? Even if it has been done before, you can do it, I guess. Uh, listen, because. They're, they've done a movie more than once over there. Yeah. <laughs> no shade. Uh, getting murdered in bed two. Getting murdered in bed three. Exactly. Four. Uh, all right. Having. Or actually, it's murdered in bed? Question mark. <laughs> yeah. like, you know? Yeah. I'm pitching that yeah. movie, damn it. It's like the good night murder. <laughs> if you're expecting a newborn, your odds of naturally having five kids instead of one is one in 55 million. Still way more likely than winning the jackpot. Naturally having. Like naturally, accidentally like, having quintuplets instead of one baby. Oh. <laughs> I, I thought you meant like five back to back. Yikes. I would say it's still maybe a tad less likely for you than for me. Maybe a little. I was going to say that makes my ovaries hurt, but I, I won- <laughs> don't even understand. I wonder if you having quintuplets is still a better chance than winning the lottery. <laughs> I think I think my chances might be slightly higher okay. about have, winning the lottery, but only a little. They're like winning lottery or immaculate conception of quintuplets. <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. I'm sure someone has the data on immaculate conception, and they're like, actually, actually, this is way more likely than you think. <laughs> it's more likely than you think. Have you seen Junior with Arnold Schwarzenegger and oh, Danny DeVito? S- solid <laughs> film. It could happen. Have you seen that documentary? <laughs> And then finally, getting killed by fireworks. You have a one in 34th. These are all kind of bummer stats. Sorry about that. That's awful, yeah. I guess the only positive one is having extra fingers or toes. Is that a good thing? I mean, probably grab grab a drink faster. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. I'm Jarrett. That's Allie. We are in uh, News It or Lose It. Allie, again, five out of five. Knocked it out of the park. What Thank you got next? Thank you. I have werewolf Look, don't teens. get all arrogant, okay? I'm just going to toot toot. <laughs> a little bit of a toot. A slight toot. A slight toot. All right, let's talk about these youngsters who are turning into wolves. Uh, what does that even mean? There are 16 kids that have been reportedly developing werewolf syndrome after taking contaminated medication in Spain's Costa del Sol. Uh, this is, I guess, a real case of teen wolf, but I, I think this is like pre-teen wolf. How is that even? What? Okay, go ahead. I will show you a picture, Jarrett, of this werewolf child. Oh my God, that's Sh- not real. Oh. <laughs> That is not real. This is a werewolf kid. No, it's not. She looks like a legit werewolf. I mean, she yes, is really but that looks growing. Like Photoshop. This cannot be real. Like you know, have you ever seen that person that's the hairiest man on earth, and he's like, in, he's in those circus freak shows all the time. I've met yes. the guy, and he looks like he's covered 
I mean, he he's the hairiest man ever. He has hair all over his every inch of his face, and it doesn't look like this long, wolfy, wispy hair like this child has in this picture, this which we will post for real. your reference. Uh, his hair is like like it looks like it's pubes. Like it oh, looks God. like little tiny hairs. What you know what I mean? So I I mean I get your point that this maybe seems a little unrealistic, but let's read on. Health officials have said that the medicine was tainted with mino- minoxidil, an alopecia remedy. What? Oh, you know alopecia, right? Yeah, That's hair. One. Yeah, so this is a medication for that, which makes you grow hair. Okay. So like, that the medicine your... that the kids were taking was tainted with that, and it caused the children to develop uh, a rare condition that causes excessive hair growth anywhere on the person's body. It is believed that Malaga-based pharmaceuticals company imported the affected meds from India, and so basically this is just bad, bad meds, uh, making kids very overly werewolfy. According to the Granada Hoy, which is our go-to source of information everyone knows, health bosses have confirmed that the item was contaminated at its original source, and most of the infected batch from lot 11072 is now said to have been recalled, and any missing packet are being uh, packets are being tracked down. This is a this is a quite a recall. I mean, you usually hear about like salad or like tomatoes or zucchinis that are being recalled because of possible salmonella. Uh, salmonella uh, having a a recall because people are turning into werewolves. That is quite a quite a story. Okay, so I I, I have to like sit with this story for a minute and like do some more digging. What's weird to me is a few things. One, there's only hair covering his whole face, but not his whole body. And well, it did, it's can, weird to me that they're not trimming this hair. <laughs> like there, it's just growing out. Like this is freaking crazy. And like I I'm. Let me see that one. Let I don't even know like what to do with that. Like it's it like if you know that you ha- your kid has this condition, like shave his face. Uh, yeah, I mean, if if I've learned anything from Bob's Burgers, there's an episode where he has uncontrollable wow. hair growth, and they shave it constantly. I mean, it grows right back, but it is something where they're trying to shave it continuously to make it not this long. But like, why is it only growing on his face and not like on his arms or on his chest or on his knees? Like, I mean, I don't. It seems to be really, really, really strongly growing in his ears. It's just really crazy. And to then me. you're right, not his neck, or maybe he's just a guy who likes to shave his chest, and you know, he likes to but keep not it trim. His, not his forehead. I mean, I don't know. I I think that if I were going to turn into a cool, like, creature of the night, I would do werewolf. No problem. This is... is I think I'd do vampire over werewolf, actually. Wait, this is in the sun. I think the sun is a fake news outlet, isn't it? This better be fake. (laughs) I hope this is fake. Well, we got to put it on Snopes, then. Uh, Okay, I'm going to look into that. Okay, you look on Snopes. I'm going to start the next story. All right. Uh, let's move on to an equally riveting story about people who are comparing weird things that they lost in their butts. <laughs> this was apparently a thing. Not on... necessarily a hard turn here. <laughs> this was no, really not. We're just going from one end to the other. Um, this is not in the sun. This is on out.com. So this is uh, this is legit. Okay. Out.com is very reliable source. Now. There was a trending hashtag on Twitter called we I I can't read it on the radio but it's weird things to put in your doop 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 in your right okay so there was uh, so people were actually sharing screenshots of their X rays mm-hmm. of their situation yep 
and there was quite a an array of objects. It was a real mystery box of horrible um, mystery box is what they call their. Never mind. Go on. <laughs> the bot. That's a different hashtag, actually. <laughs> a bottle of soda pop. Uh, let's see. A Buzz Lightyear action figure. A cell phone, which looks to be an. <laughs> it looks to be a BlackBerry. Which is embarrassing. I think if you're going to get a phone removed from that area and you have to go to the ER... It should have uh, at least come out in the last 10 years. It should be an iPhone X or something. come on. Uh, A key? What? Just one. Is there any explanations for how any of these things happened? Well, it just says keys. That is just... What? Let's see. We have a light bulb, a full light bulb, a candy cane. People have weird fetishes and I get that, but like a light bulb... That just seems really dangerous. A, a light bulb seems like it would be a hazard just because of the fragility of it. Exactly. <laughs> um, sur- surgical scissors, on the other hand, that can go one of two ways. It could possibly mean that it was a, a surgery gone wrong, or you're just a real masochist. I was going to say you have a real fetish situation that you need to talk to a therapist uh, about. All right. And to top it all off, a small Nerf gun. Okay. okay. And this has been News It or Lose It. We have more stories on the way. <laughs> Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. I'm Jared Hill. Allie Johnson's over there. Um, You've got a Costco story, which means we've got a fun one. Yeah, well, I mean, it's actually started out fun, and then it got kind of, not sad, but like, it was, it got out of control. Uh Uh-oh, what happened? I mean, you and I both agree that Costco is a wonderland. I mean, I I feel like I always see like fairy dust just kind of like floating around in the air. Uh, I mean, they're, and then they go straight into my giant cart. I... (laughs) And I mean, I go straight to those sample ladies, and they Where else were. Can you get a hot dog and a drink for a dollar fifty? I mean, really. <laughs> so the first one ever in China opened, and it was an S show. Oh, they no. had to close early because what? people were freaking out. Oh my god! Okay. Apparently, yes, they agree with you about those hot dogs. Uh, they were uh, completely flooding and frantically flowing through the doors. It was an overcrowding situation inside the store. was traffic chaos in the surrounding areas. They had to eventually cut short the opening day because of safety concerns after huge crowds of bargain hunters swamped the store in suburban Shanghai. Uh, apparently, everybody was jostling around to get their hands on everything from fresh meat to big screen TVs and giant teddy bears. It sounds and like Black Friday. Yes. You know? like pr- Probably worse. I mean... At least with Black Friday, people are like just grabbing things and then running to the register. With those giant Costco shopping carts, it just it, it like it ups the ante of how crowded it gets because everyone's clanking carts while they have giant well, like while they have like sixteen pounds of coffee and tortillas. Well, in their there's cart. that plus like then there's the long line once you get to the register. But I'm thinking like I, Costco is so interesting to me because there was like um I feel like there was like a CNBC documentary or something like they they go into like the biggest businesses or whatever, and they say like Costco defies all the rules of retail. Like they have very few options when it comes to whatever you're looking for, right? Like they might not have the same op- options the next time you go there, right? Like we offer two different kinds of toilet paper. What do you want? Deal with you it. You know what I mean? Like, there was we, a, a time we I went. This hot dog. 
Yes, this is the one hot dog we have. Yeah. They give you little options. You're totally right. And it's all just based on whatever they have yeah. wholesale. So they, I literally went to Costco a couple weeks ago and they only had Costco brand toilet paper. Right. That's all they had. They were like, this is it. You're going to get it or you're going to deal. Yeah. They, they talk about um, how the hot dog thing, like they've never raised the price and like they increasingly make less and less money on that. And I don't even know if they're making money. I think they're making like their profit margin is really tiny because they've kept the price so low. But they know that it brings people in. And they're like, we are now kind of using the hot dog to get people into the stores. People are always want that hot dog or, you know, the chicken bake or the smoothie or whatever. The hot but dog like, is that hot dog thing, Exactly. The it's hot their... dog draws people into the doors and then they, they kind of do you like Target does. Oh. And it's like, oh, you came here for this, but uh, we got you. Oh, I'm going to go ahead and guess that there are no more free samples at that Costco location. Oh my God. Can you uh, imagine? And then we have to talk about what is going on with Johnson & Johnson because they have been ordered to pay $572 million for their role in the state's opioid crisis. This was a, a lawsuit and this is a landmark decision from an Oklahoma judge, but more are probably to follow. Listen, I think this is going to be a huge story. We're going to talk about this when we come back. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject back in full effect. Hey, if you are listening to us for the first time, thanks for checking us out. Yeah, thank you. If you are listening and you listen regularly, have you checked out our podcast? Have you gone and reviewed? Yeah. Have if, you leaving us leave leaving us? Have you left us five stars? <laughs> have you left us five stars, or you have you been living in a cave? Or All I right. mean, what are you doing? It's one or the other. Clearly, have you become a wolf person. <laughs> if you have, I don't even call think us. I believe that story. Three three seven seven. Call you. I cannot believe you are just proving my I, Teen I Wolf story. I don't know if I buy that story. Okay, uh, It's probably not true. It's probably not. Um, you can also follow us on the social medias, uh, Twitter and Instagram at DTS Show um, and, and find the podcast anywhere where you find podcasts. And please leave us a review. Let us know what you think about the show. Only five stars because if you're a four star or less, we don't like you. Um, See, okay. I disagree with you, Jared. I'm kidding. I the was one joke. stars make us human. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't take this job to be human. <laughs> I, I took a, it to be a superpower. I want to be immortal. <laughs> okay, so... this about all the stars? Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> this last story, um, I feel a little bit of a way about, but it comes out of Oklahoma. The state sued Johnson & Johnson over the opioid ep- epidemic, and they've won. Yeah, so I guess... I mean, this story I had to read a couple of times to figure out all of the details about it and how it, it's going to continue and how Big Pharma is probably going to see a lot more of this in the future. But basically, it's not that they were directly like, everyone get addicted to opioids, but they had all these false and misleading marketing techniques mm-hmm. that were basically making light of the fact that the things that they're selling are actually very addictive mm-hmm. and that it was being and that it was spreading throughout I mean every state, but in this case, they're talking about Oklahoma and how you know they are they should be held accountable for the effects that that marketing is having on the community. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I don't know about you, but I watch Intervention all the time, <laughs> and it always starts because someone has like a trauma, and then they're like, anyway, and then I was doing fine, and then I fell off a forklift, and I hurt my back, and I got prescribed these things, mm-hmm. and then before you know it, yeah, I was hooked on it. Yeah, I was hooked on it, and it's just kind of downhill from there. So Johnson Johnson lost in this case, and they have to pay five hundred and something million dollars or something. Oh, right? five hundred and seventy-two yeah. million dollars, and they're probably going to have to pay more money to other states because there are a lot of other states and cities and counties that are suing as well. Yeah, this was to be clear. This was just the state of Oklahoma, and I don't know if you guys heard, but there are forty-nine other states and a few territories too. Um, what's interesting to me about this, and like this always comes up with in conversation about the opi- opioid epidemic, is like the opioid epidemic is a very white crisis 
And like, I think people hear that and they're like, well, what does that mean? Like, we've had this kind of crisis for black and brown folks in America for decades. And it was never a story. It was never something that people cared about with the crack epidemic and like the drugs that were poured into black and brown neighborhoods and all those kinds of things. And that was all big pharma, too. Like, well, a lot of it was big pharma and the government. Hmm. And like now that it's affecting like uh, overwhelming numbers of of white Americans, now it's like a, a national public crisis. And so I know for myself and a lot of folks folks that I work with in and in, in community with like whenever we hear like the opioid epidemic it's like yeah this is like a really convenient time for this and it's like okay Johnson Johnson you have to pay 570 ish 2 million dollars to the state of Oklahoma like okay is that is that same kind of ruling going to happen for the black and brown folks who like have lost their complete lives and their families and their livelihoods and have gone to prison like over this these same opioid kinds of things like that's not going to happen and so like I hear these stories and it frustrates me because I feel like you know But are you talking about the black and brown communities being affected by op- opioid addiction or is it about crack and that kind of thing? Because like, like my thing the... with this is that it's companies. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Are... Absolutely. But like a lot of it in, in, in the past years were, um, were they're the same kinds of uh, drugs but like these are manufactured by companies and the other ones are manufactured on the streets but they're the same drugs. Like they're the same kinds of things uh-huh. and they have the same impacts on people and they, but like this is, this is okay because it's legal from a company but like the same thing happens from other people um, on the street and like they go to jail or they lose their lives or they you know their lives get get kind of tossed away and so when it's this kind of thing it kind of frustrates me because I feel like we we have put such a priority on opioids for white Americans when they're losing their their you know their livelihoods or whatever over these these major drug companies but like we didn't pay that same attention to black folks and brown folks when they were going through this in the past yeah, so yeah you know well uh, just a complete change of subject really quickly uh, Emmy the producer wanted to let us know we have to do a shout out to Net War one on Instagram who just DM'd us five stars. So oh. you can eat those yum yum yum. <laughs> you DM'd us five stars. Yeah. Not exactly what we asked for, but I'll take it. I'm sure this person will go on whatever platform and actually give us five stars. I hope you do. I hope you do. Yeah. Thank you so much. Netwar. Netwar one. Netwar one. We love you. And Thank just you. on behalf of a, a fellow Johnson, uh, I'm just I'm sorry. <laughs> Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Okay, Allie Johnson and Jared Hill here with you on Drop the Subject. Thank you for hanging out with us. If you are checking us out for the first time, thank you. You can follow us at DTS Show on Twitter and Instagram. I have been hearing about this for the past couple of weeks, and I've been very surprised at how low it is on my feed when I'm seeing, you know, what all the top stories are, and they're like, Trump did something annoying, and then they're like, oh, by the way, and the Amazon's on fire. I'm like, "What? wait, what? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Amazon has been burning like crazy for like three weeks, and there are uh, some 1,113 new fires that were ignited in the area just this past weekend, and today the story got a little more complicated because G7 has offered Brazil $22 million in aid to fight the fires, and the president of Brazil was like, nah, we're good. Uh, So I wanted to chat with a friend of mine. Uh, I don't know if you know this, Jared, but a lot of the people that I've been working on, on uh, working with on Butch Pal for the Straight Gal are from Brazil. Hmm. So I wanted to chat with my friend Rafa. Rafa, are you there? Hey guys, I'm here. Hey, hey okay, so this is Rafael Tomasetto. He is one of the. Uh, That's a good name, isn't it? Yeah. It's a great name. Uh, Rafael makes up one half of Driven Equation, which is the wonderful production company I've been working with on uh, Butch Pal for the Straight Gal. And Rafael, how long have you been in United States? 
I moved here five years ago. Okay. But you go back frequently, right? You just went back there a few months ago. I do, and I'll be back again in a few weeks. So I try to be back uh, three times a year. And are you going back in the few weeks because you had already planned to, or is this news influencing your travel plans? No, I, I already had plans to go. And to be quite honest, it's been quite a stressful time emotionally for me to to kind of understand how it's going to be my time in Brazil. My my family, they're big supporters of our current president. So in the past year, it's been a big mess. My relationship with like a few close friends of mine and family, they're very traditional and are completely supporters of the president. So even in the past two days, I've been having conversations with my mom, trying to understand with like, how can you not see that this is ruining not only our country, but also the biggest rainforest, which it's like the biggest rainforest in our planet. Well, yeah, I think that, um, I think that point that you're making there about it being the biggest rainforest, it's important for people to recognize 20% of all of the oxygen on Earth comes from the Amazon, which is crazy. It, it means that one in five breaths you take every time you every day one in five of those breaths comes from the Amazon. And I don't think people, I didn't even realize that. Right. And like, I think most people don't know how important the Amazon is to like the health of the world. Yeah. So Raphael, have, have, have you been mostly frustrated with, I didn't know what the drama was with the president. So you don't, don't like, do a lot of people not like the president? So obviously like, I feel like what happened with us early 26, uh, early 2016, that you know, 2017, when we were getting Trump in power, that's the same thing that's been happening with Brazil end of last year and beginning of this year. Got it. That politics wasn't really something that people would really talked about in Brazil, to be quite honest. Now I go back and, like, all of my friends, we sit down and we have political conversations. And we, like, in social social media, that's what I see constantly. And even being as a filmmaker, I directed my first short film in, um, in Brazil a couple months ago, and it was about the queer community. And that's something that right now our president, it's slowly trying to censor so it's obviously there's one issues of many and one of the reasons going back to what you said in the beginning of our conversation is that one of the reasons that he's refusing to get about 20 million dollars from uh the g7 is because he said that he didn't like what the french president said about him so are you so in my head is are you honestly putting your ego in front of the rainforest yeah. Yes, that's what it's happening. <laughs> that's what it sounds like. It seems like that's what's happening. So and it seems literally three yeah. hours ago he said, I'm only accepting it if the president says I'm sorry. I, I, I read that this morning as well, that it, he wasn't accepting money until he got apologies from people. And it's like, you are It does sound exactly the con- same as the exactly. crap that we're dealing with. So um, before we run out of time here, Rafa, I just want to, what do you think people should know about what's happening in, in the uh, Amazon and how can they contribute or help? I feel like the, the main thing is read a lot and try to understand like ways that you can help the environment in general. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the president is making horrible decisions towards this, but this has been happening because many, many things in the past many, many years. So it's obviously the president has a lot to do with that, but us as human beings need to be aware of the environment and global warming and need to try to change a few things in our daily life. 
Mm. Um, we really appreciate you coming on and talking to us a little bit, and um, hopefully we can have you chat with us a little bit more in the future. Yeah, anytime, Rafa. And uh, just want to point out, I know that Rafa is one of the few Brazilian people that we've talked to on the air today, but I, uh, having worked with uh, many Brazilians on the on the Butch Pal for the Straight Gal, I have to say without a doubt it is the sexiest accent. Oh my gosh. <laughs> 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 I, uh, I I will say I had a big crush on my Brazilian roommate when I was on the cruise ship. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah. I think everyone has had a cr- yes, like that. <laughs> that sounds about right to me. Uh, we'll, uh, Rafa, thank you. We'll, thank you, guys. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, it's drop the president. Um, Bernie Sanders has finally done something that makes me happy. Um, and then, uh, why are lesbians not really hearing it for a Pete Buttigieg? All is it the first part of his name? <laughs> Maybe. But? Maybe because booty is in his last yeah, name. Yeah, they're like, no. It's not a lesbo thing. All that's coming up next. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. Let's keep this thing rolling. Drop the subject with Allie and Jarrett. And it is time now to move on to the 2020 election. We just spoke to Rafael Tomasetto, who is a good friend of mine, and he is uh, born and raised in Brazil, talking about how he's not a fan of the current president in Brazil. Apparently, they're uh, having a very (laughs) similar issue uh, there than what we were experiencing here. And we like to cover the 2020 election because we just want to drop the president. Drop the president. The end of that sounded like my drive here. (laughs) (laughs) Justin, did you add another sound onto the end yet? You haven't added something yet. We're going to, I feel like we're going to keep adding things to that. Cause it's just, I thought we were just going to do it and not say it, Jarrett. Oh, no, I think it's God. hilarious. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Never mind. Disregard. <sighs> Hit the dump button. I thought I would just... <laughs> Rewind. Oh, damn it. This isn't TiVo. So, okay. Bernie Sanders, I've made like no, I've meant no words about like being exhausted by Bernie Sanders. Um, And I I think his debate performances like drain my soul. And I just, I want him to stop being so angry all the time. Is that why you don't like him though? Is just a personality thing? Um, Largely that. I feel like he just kind of exhausts me. And like, I... I, I think that some of the policy stuff that he wants to do is fine and it, it you know could be a really good thing for the country. But I think that him as a political figure is exhausting to watch and listen to kind of in a way that is similar to Donald Trump, but in a very different way. I think that like, like what if you brushed his hair and talked at half the volume? I think we, he would be uh, infinitely better. He, it would it would be exponentially better than it is right Got now. It. OK, but I think that Bernie Sanders and uh, but the major problem I had with him in 2016 and we'll get into what he just did um, everything that he talked about had some kind of economic angle to it and it's like no we're we're talking about racism and he's like millionaires and billionaires and we're like right. no I'm, I'm talking about you know edu- and like everything goes back to the economy and like there's a way that certain the, the economy has an impact on a lot of stuff but like you have to have a bigger worldview than just millionaires and billionaires well that's his thing so that's message. it he's if he's he's basically a single issue Candidate in so many ways. Sort of. I mean, like every like that. Everything he always came just goes through back the lens of the economy. Yeah, the economy and how like our financial structure is, you know, whatever. And like, I, that's why I say he's like uh, that. Elizabeth Warren is kind of a perfect hybrid of the great things about him and the great things of Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton's like super policy wonk with like a boring personality, and people don't trust her. But like all the good policy wonk stuff, like. 
Elizabeth Warren has She's that. She's not that boring. Well, I mean, that's what people say about her, right? Yes, I, yeah. I kind of like Hillary Clinton. Um, and then people don't like Bernie Sanders, like her Virginie kind of ways and like how loud and disheveled he is. But they love like a lot of his, you know, ideas about how we could reboost the economy. And Elizabeth Warren has a lot of those good things. So I lately, uh, Donald, I mean, um, Bernie Sanders, I almost said Bernie Trump. Jeez Louise. Oh, Lord. Um, <laughs> Bernie Sanders. Not a Freudian slip, I hope. I know, right? Um, Bernie Sanders just came out with uh, this new idea that he's going to uh, launch a... He wants to, if he becomes president, um, have an initiative that would protect journalists and journalism. Um, he wants to stop major mergers from happening with like big companies. Uh, there's a lot of people. I mean, uh, most of us within the journalism community feel like um, a big part of the problem in news now is that so much of the the things that we cover have to, you know, make money. They have to bring in ratings, and like that is not how news was supposed to be when it started. Um, the whole purpose of news was that it it didn't make money, but it it was a service to the community and to the viewer and now it's just like well that doesn't rate and that's why we talk about Donald Trump so much and um, that's why we talk to like uh, uh, oh this seven year old who's a victim of a shooting let's just get an interview go 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 yeah, and well, there's like not a lot of ethics involved because you're just like well I'm getting the interview and someone else isn't well I think there's always like a, a rush to make sure that you know we are talking about the thing that people are most excited to hear about and not necessarily the thing that's most important um, and I well, think yeah it's with, like if the Amazon's not sexy story then they're not going to talk about it well right and if and I mean I think a lot of networks have found that if Donald Trump is not in the head line somewhere people aren't going to watch and yeah, that's how he got elected you right know, that's but why then, he, there's also so many people that are exhausted by him and don't want to hear about him anymore true but if his name's not in the headline people don't watch kind of the same thing when i worked at a local news station people always talk about how oh the news is so bad i get so tired of hearing bad news and i don't want to hear that anymore and then you put good news on the news and people stop watching it and i asked our anchor she'd been there for 30 years and i was like well what is that about she was like people like to say that they don't like to hear positive news but we actually changed our news here to give positive news and like our ratings plummeted wow because people she was like, what is the number one thing that airs before our show every night? And I was like, what is it? And she was like, law and order. People like murder. People like killing. People like, you know, rape and abuse and all that kind of stuff. They like to watch that. It's entertaining. Because they can't believe that that happens. Exactly. So it's you spectacle. have this morbid curiosity. And that's what it is with Donald Trump. It's spectacle. People are like, no matter how much they hate him or are angry about what he's saying or doing, it's spectacle. And, and you know, but that does not necessarily always mean what's most important. It's just what people are watching the most. That's why I think you just got to follow it up with animal odd couples. I'm telling you. <laughs> we got to take a quick break. <laughs> it's we a come, spectacle of its own. We come back. Why are lesbians not feeling Pete Buttigieg. We're, I'm going to ask a lesbian about that. How about it? Oh, I, can't, I hope we can find one. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Jarrett, we've been talking about how when it bleeds, it leads. That ends up being the uh, the go-to slogan in the news and journalism community. And it uh, can kind of be a bummer because people really love bummer news. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, or stories about people turning into werewolves. You know, there are a lot of people who are different. <laughs> but we didn't get to what Bernie Sanders is doing that you are actually happy about. Yes. Where so, we continue with Drop the President. So Bernie Sanders. Uh, says that were he to become president, he would have like a whole plan on how to protect journalism. Um, and he says, uh, this uh, part, this piece comes from the Huffington Post. He says, we need to rebuild and protect a diverse and truly independent press so that real journalists can do the critical jobs that they love and that a functioning de- democracy requires. It says, um, were he to unseat Trump in the 2020 election, Sanders said he would issue an immediate moratorium on mergers of major media corporations and instead focus on protections for local independent news outlets. 
The senator also said he would appoint an attorney general to oversee tech giants like Facebook and Google to stop efforts to cannibalize, bilk, and defund news organizations. It's also interesting in this piece, they talk about 25% of journalism jobs have gone away in the in the last decade. and like Replaced by robots? Not replaced by robots, oh. just not replaced at all. Um, a lot of that comes from newspapers, but um, it, because uh, you know newspapers are losing a lot of funding because people are reading them less or they're reading them online and they're not subscribing. or um, Now it's all about article writers. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I'll tell you, like, I know plenty of people who are freelance writers, and um, that tends to disproportionately affect um, black and brown folks for myself. Like, I know uh, all of, like, the major outlets here um, tend to have, like, especially, like, in the entertainment trades, tend to have, like, overwhelmingly white staff people, but they have a ton of freelance black and brown folks hmm. um, that don't have a real voice in the newsroom. So that's a big problem. Like not a consistent voice. Absolutely. Interesting. So. All right. Well, how do you people feel about Pete Booty Gig? I apparently Pete. lesbians oh. are not happy. Well, not 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 happy. They're just not really behind Pete Buttigieg. I don't know if it's the name, if it was Pete Boobijig. <laughs> Maybe I it'd be a different story. Hate you. Just, so much. just saying. Pete Boobajaj. Pete Boob. Pete Pete Boobajaj. I would do it. Oh, I see what you did, Mr. Boobajaj. Bo- so no, I'm not he do here's here's the theory here, and I think this is an interesting theory, or I guess. Well, listen, so there are a lot of uh, LGBT like well, there's a lot of lesbians that are really. Uh, that are like in the political sphere right now that are kind of voicing their opinions about how they're not super behind Pete Buttigieg. Like he doesn't necessarily have their vote. Mm-hmm. And the reason is, uh, like, for example, this woman, Campbell Spencer, she's a lesbian. She's a political consultant. She, uh, she's she been in the world of LGBTQ advocacy for a long time. Uh, and she just says, you know, Mayor Pete, he's a great guy. He's a trailblazer. But I'm one of these women who thinks we are way overdue for having a woman in the White House. And that is a lens through which I'm going to filter my decision. So basically, when you are trying to focus on what, you know, if, if you're doing it based on what you want to see in the White House, for these women, it's more important to have a woman in that seat than, a, than an LGBTQ person. Hmm. Um, I have mixed feelings about that. I think that I mean I definitely want us to I want to see a woman in the White House um, probably more than I need to see an LGBTQ person in the White House. Um, I think that that seeing a woman is, is a higher priority for me. Um, but I think that when I hear that conversation, it often makes me wonder like, but are we even looking at the issues like right. of what they want? Well, she said that she's meeting want. a lot of women who are like, yeah, Pete's great. I'm really I'm really all about Kamala Harris and Cory Booker. Mm-hmm. Like or I or she's like I'm meeting donors who are really glad that Pete's running, but they want Julian Castro to be on the debate stage. Yeah. So I think there are things that they're more excited, and it could be policy driven, or it could be you know a gender thing. Sure. But I think that they're they're like it's great, but we're not necessarily like oh thank God this guy's trailblazing right. and he's the next big thing. Like there are more important issues that they want to focus on first. Well, I always contend that Pete Buttigieg would not have made the national scene initially if he weren't gay. Because, like, there's nothing, like, super extraordinary about him other no, than that's, that. No, that's my thing with yeah. him is I'm like, there's really nothing special about However, him. However, now that he's on the stage, like, he he interviews very well. He speaks very well about the issues. He seems to know what he's talking about and has a great perspective. I just don't think he would have gotten this far without being gay. But we'll see. I, I agree. I see. He's playing the gay card. Yeah, he's playing the gay card. And it's working. It seems to be. I feel like I well, play it, nothing happens. I'm like, yay? Some, and they're like, no. It's uh, working for some people, I guess. Yeah. We'll see uh, how that how that turns out for him in the primaries. We're going to take a quick 
quick break. When we come back, just the tip. Just oh, no. the, or do we have time? Just the tip Tuesday. Um, we've got um, a little bit of that, and then news it or lose it's coming up. All right. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. That's a no for me, dog. That's a no for me, dog. <laughs> Drop the subject, Not about Allie the Johnson. Song, by the way, Jared Hill. Love the song. No, I no, no. The, so this has nothing to do with the song. I don't know what it was, but okay. Just the tip Tuesday. <laughs> Later in the show, the reason we were laughing is because we are about to, after we get through Just the Tip Tuesday, we are going to do our official auditions to be the new voice of Radio.com. We got this company email saying that they're looking. They're looking for somebody that is within the intercom family to be the new voice of Radio.com. Females are strongly preferred, but male auditions will be listened to. Well, to be clear, it's not you and I auditioning. Linda's going to go out for it and Cool Radio Girl's going to go out for it. Right. So, so we're going to make sure we get those auditions by the end of the day. Yeah. And we're going to record those after we talk about the 29... Well, I don't think we'll get through 29 of them. We could probably get to 28. as seen on TV products that actually work. Now, now, we've talked about... We were talking yesterday about how you and I both love infomercials. My God. And I... My thing... Like, do you have one thing that you suckered yourself into buying and then it didn't work? Oh, Are that it several? didn't work. Um, well, I will tell you the one thing that I really wanted as a kid, and I could not tell you why I wanted it, was the rotisserie, the the set it and forget it, the Ron Popeil rotisserie <laughs> uh, machine. Okay. I just thought that was the most brilliant thing that ever. I was a kid that believed every infomercial. I did too. I was like, it's got to work. It says they said it did. And my dad is is not very gullible. He's not one of those people who wants to buy things sure. that he sees. But we saw an infomercial for QRB, and it's uh, this little foam that you put on furniture and then you wipe it away and it's like your furniture's brand new. Oh, it takes the, the paint away. Just QRB yes. it. Oh my God, I remember that too. We bought the crap out of that and it Layers did of not paint. work at all. Oh no. We got a dresser, we went to the garage, we put QRB all over it and we wiped it away and it looked exactly the same. Justin's already trying to shut us up. Alright, first thing on this list is the tub shroom. Now this is a, a, a little thing the that you... what? It, this is just like a little... Uh, drain stopper that catches hair. Apparently that works great and you will never have to declog your drain again. The Fasta Pasta. This is that little uh, container where you can put uh, not cooked pasta into the microwave and it co- and it cooks pasta faster than ever before. It heats your linguine faster than you can say al dente. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't take long to say al dente, so that's a high bar. <laughs> but apparently it works. Really? Okay. Yep. This is the greatest item if you live alone or... <laughs> Or just want to make one or two helpings of pasta. So there you go. I don't um, know who the hell is just making one helping of pasta. I'm buying that. Okay. The Baker's Edge brownie pan for oh making my God, every single serving that. an extra crispy corner piece. It's great for it's great for brownies, but it's also great for lasagna. Oh, that makes sense. Who doesn't love the corner piece of the lasagna? I, uh, I received this as a gift from a friend and thought, what a useless waste of precious kitchen space. <laughs> Uh, but apparently, love, love it. Every brownie is perfect. I especially like that I can top each channel with something different so my whole family is happy and neither of my kids finds an offensive oh, item on their brownie. Thank you, God, for giving us the, what is it called? <laughs> the uh, the Baker's Edge brownie pan. Okay, Justin's playing the music and looking, he's literally looking at his watch in a very passive-aggressive way. Mm-hmm. Let's take a commercial break. When we come back, we're going to dig into more of these things and see how many of them we're actually going to buy. <laughs> Yes, this is just all going into our Amazon list immediately. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. 
Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. <laughs> Welcome to Drop the Subject. I'm Jared Hill. We're in the studio and Allie puts her headphones on and is like yelling. What's up? Yeah. I'm sorry. I've I reached that age I now. I can't hear you. Where you don't realize that you're like you're looking at something you don't realize you don't have your glasses on and then you're like, I can't see. I, that or is you have your headphones on and you're like, I can't hear you. It's like, then take your headphones out, it's you like, dumbass. <laughs> uh, we were just talking because uh, in the com- in the break while you guys were listening to music, we got a tweet from uh, Chris Contreras uh, who was saying that my grandma had an antenna TV. My, did you hear my voice do the thing? Yes, I hear it often. My grandma had an antenna TV. And when we I started, really want to know what that's about. I do too. I'm going to have to go to an ENT. Um, my grandma Grandma had an antenna TV, and we stayed at her house during the summer. The only thing on during the day was infomercials, and he has a gif of Ron Popeil said it and forget it. Yeah, and then he said, and yes, I wanted but never got the rotisserie oven. I'm so sorry, Chris, that you had that trauma. We are here for you. I I love um, Ron Popeil. He always he always said the coolest Ron Co. It's on his apron. That's just reminding me. Well, we've been going through products. for just the Tip Tuesday all of the as-seen-on-TV products that actually work, and I've gone through most of this list. According to who? Uh, just reviews, okay. like online reviews and things like that. People's actual feedback, not just some random person at BuzzFeed. Not just Ron Co. himself, yeah. Ron Popeil himself. And I think that we both were flabbergasted that Hip Hop Abs by Sean T was not on this list. Oh my God, I loved Hip Hop Abs. <laughs> Me and my roommates were all doing the, the choreography in yep. the living room and sweating. Yeah, there you go. I will tell you. It was fun. It was fun to look at him, too. I'm just going to say it. He is not ugly. No, he's not. So one of them on the list was the set of uh, drop-stop gap fillers. Those are the things that you put in between your car seat and the center console so that your French fries will never be buried in between your car seats. I saw this and I thought, like, if I had a really nice car, I would not want those stupid things in my car. Yeah, but, I mean, they're just, they're kind of in nondescript looking. Yeah. It's not like they're big neon stupid looking. Like, they're they're a nice black material that would p- kind of fit in with a car. Okay. I have these rubber mats in my car that I thought were really stupid at first, but they are great. They save that carpet. I'll they tell really you. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know me and carpet. I'm very protective. Yeah, that's (laughs) totally something I know about you. I also have four of the items on this list, including the Scrub Daddy, the Squatty Potty, which I actually own by accident. Okay, stop there. I've heard that the Squat Pot is a good thing. It's awesome. Really? Yes, but I did not intend to buy it for myself. We were actually buying it as a joke for somebody else, and we were going to take it with us up to San Francisco to give it to our friend. And and we ordered, no, we ordered it on Amazon, and we accidentally received a giant one. Like, it's huge. Oh. For some reason, they make different sizes. I was going to say, they make sizes of this thing? I didn't know this. I just clicked Squatty Potty. Okay. And you, I you it arrived me. and it was too big to bring. Like it was not worth it to bring it. Like on a plane. Yeah. Okay. So we have it in the bathroom now and it's this giant squatty potty, but I use it and it's great. So I always wonder because I'm six foot three and like I know that there's a there's a height element to consider for squatty potty. And I'm like, I wonder I mean my knees aren't up in my chest, but how high are your knees when you're sitting down? I mean, yeah, they're. I think they they're pretty close to my breasts. Really? Yeah. Okay. So for those, and if I'm that, wearing heels, so for, for, get it. For the, like up at my shoulders. So like never. Yeah, never. Uh, but like uh, the, for people that understand, the squatty potty is based on this idea that as cave people, we used to like squat, go poo in holes, and we'd have to squat down, and that our bodies are shaped more for that, so it makes it easier to go. Is that right? Well, in Thailand, everyone does squat. 
not everybody, but in a lot of bathrooms that uh-huh. I went to in Thailand, you're just kind of squatting over a hole or you're standing on top of a toilet okay. and you're squatting with your, like your feet are actually on the toilet so and I'm, they have like little platforms for your feet to so stand on the toilet and then squat. I may or may not be on Amazon right now looking at the squat pot. There's a seven inch height. How do I know what's the right height? I don't know. Maybe you got to go get fitted. Uh, <laughs> there's a nine inch height. There's a seven. I, this is really difficult. Okay. What else okay. you got? I also have the Turby twist. What is that? So that's a little piece of towel that that is perfectly oh. designed to uh, like put your hair up after you shower. In the turban, yeah. Yeah, so that you don't have to use two towels. You just use one little turby twist, and it is awesome. But oh, I have shit. to recommend that you wash it regularly. <laughs> I have don't do this with dry hair. that the hard way. I turby twist, and people like it. People love it. I love it too. You use it? Yeah, I use it oh, every that's time one of the I shower. You have. Yeah, really? I also have the shedding glove. This is a glove that <laughs> I do. Go on. Did, so this is a, a glove that you put on your hand and it has little rubber spikies on it so that when you pet your cat or pet an animal, it sh- like you can get the shedding off of them without freaking them out with a brush. This is another one of those animal things. It is an animal thing. Okay. Uh, I don't own this one, but another one on the list is the Muller Onion Chopper Pro. It'll dice hard food efficiently and easily with sharp stainless steel discs to cut prep time in half. Apparently people love that stuff. I've, I don't really like the dicing ones. I'm like, I don't care. Does this really save that much time? But I guess this one works. I actually feel like I spend so much time, especially if I'm making like a big something like when I'm uh, meal prepping on the weekend, I have to cut up vegetables and it takes a long time so i i have a friend who has the slap chop and he loves that really thing. maybe he, i should get a slap because chop. it also he's a person that loves like for all the dices the dicing to be uniform in size and so it does well, that. it does help with cooking it, i was gonna say it helps with cooking time. yeah because it cooks it cooks more evenly yeah and then finally the couch coaster for making sure balancing your coffee on the sofa arm is no longer a truly dangerous game this is a little piece of plastic or rubber that goes over the arm of the couch and it has a little cup holder on it. Uh, This is much more successful than Kevin Klein's idea of toasters. The coasters for your feet, where you can actually lay on a couch and put your feet up onto a a, a pillow coaster, a pillow-shaped coaster for your feet so that your heels don't hurt on the coffee table. Wait, I'm so confused. I think that's what all the consumers said when they did not purchase it. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. I'm Jared Hill. Allie Johnson's over there with her feet kicked up, having a good time. I am. Um, we're having a good a good old time here. Well, I was trying to explain Kevin Klein's idea of uh, toasters, the coasters for your feet, where you actually put your feet up on a coffee table and there are little... Uh, coasters that are actual pillows for your heels so and your a, heels don't hurt. Apparently it's a thing that's coming now. And then uh, then Kevin Klein walked right into the he studio. He just walked right in here and was like, we didn't just talk about you on I the was air. like, we were just talking about toasters and he was like, I got a guy, it's gonna happen. <laughs> Justin's <laughs> like, move along people, move along. Okay, so, I don't know if you guys were here yesterday. Uh, if you tuned in yesterday, we told you that we received an email from producer Justin um, or Ginger Justin, our producer, Gingy Cohen, as I like to call him sometimes, um, that Radio.com had sent out an inquiry looking for the new voices of Radio.com. Also, these were not sent to us. They were not sent to us. They just sent them out to producers. For those of you that don't know, Intercom is our parent company. Radio.com is like the brand of where you can listen to us online and use the Radio.com app. Um, But they're looking for a voice. And it says... Our marketing and programming teams are searching searching for a voice to align with Radio.com. If you'd like to be considered, please submit your audition. Auditions are submitted here. Copy is attached. This is the brief. 
female preferred, but male voices will be listened to as well. I'm reading it exactly how I see it. And it trails off like that, actually. (laughs) You can see it trailing off. Female preferred, but male voices will be listened to. Hey, you know what? We don't get much. We don't. So. this is Oh, you don't. Yes, women. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) We're talking about you people. But that's why I mentioned that Linda would be a great person to submit for this. Linda was going to be great for this. Okay. the, The voice needs to be informed, intelligent, cool, and casual. Not announcery, but we still want to hear... Polish italicized letters. Polish. Yes. Um, and then it says multiple takes with varying levels of energy are encouraged. So right. we thought, let's do this. So I've got the copy in front of me. There are four lines. The first line is, I don't even know if it's considered a sentence. It just says radio.com. The second line is a radio.com station. Then a radio.com exclusive podcast. And then radio.com world premiere. So I'm just going to do my one, two, three for you. Okay. Radio.com, a radio.com station, a radio.com exclusive podcast, radio.com world premiere. Okay, so I I have some notes, Allie. Okay. Um, uh, There's a lot of tongue out of the mouth when you're speaking, Mm -hmm. and I feel like it's a little bit too sexualized. So it's not intelligent and informative and cool and polished? No, it's giving me horny, want to get into someone's pants, and maybe having too much fun at the bar. Okay, I'll do it one more time. Okay. Radio.com, a radio.com station, a radio.com exclusive podcast, radio.com world premiere. I think I'm smiling so hard right now. <laughs> I'm smiling with, with my, my voice. voice. Um, that sounded a lot brighter. Uh-huh. Um, maybe we just slow it down a little bit mm. and, and maybe give it a little bit more of a sultry nature. Radio.com. A radio.com Let station. Let me stop you right there. This sounds like a robot. You know, why don't we just get Siri to do this? She's so castable. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Why did we not think of this earlier? <laughs> I should totally get serious. Okay. Um, all right, Linda, let me hear your audition. <clears throat> all right. Um, first of all, I just, I don't like the way that you just asked me to just jump right into that. Okay. <laughs> I'm right, a method a actor. Okay. <clears throat> radio.com. A radio.com station. A radio.com exclusive podcast. <laughs> you get laughter in my audition, baby. Okay, sorry. A radio.com world premiere. Okay, I really enjoyed that. Mm. I think you can kind of make it your own a little bit. Okay. Like you can add ad lib. I know that the lines are written as oh. such, but I want you to just have fun with it. Do okay. this one for you. Uh, do this one for you. Okay. <clears throat> radio.com. A radio.com station, baby. <laughs> oh, you can't laugh. <laughs> Sorry. This here is a radio.com exclusive podcast. And. Radio.com world premiere, baby. I love that. I think she's the one. I have no notes. <laughs> Justin, <laughs> did you have notes for either of us before we submit these um, to the big wigs over at Radio.com? I hate them both. Oh, oh okay, great. Well, sweet. Well, then one of these voices could be the new voice of Radio.com. We I, will find out. I was expecting him to say, it's a no for me, dog. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, so we're almost out of here on Drop the Subject. And we talked probably the story last week about uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg uh, being treated for pancreatic cancer. And they said that she had come through it successfully. She was well and, you know, all was going to be fine. How many times has she had cancer? 17? Uh, I think it was like 38. Okay. Give or take a handful. I could be wrong. Um, but give probably Give or take not. a handful of more cancer? Uh, Got it. Give, give or take a few more. Okay. Um, it says, but there's a headline that came out and I was really excited about this. It says, Ruth Bader Ginsburg makes first public appearance since pancreatic cancer treatment. 
Um, first it was of all, on Dancing with the Stars, everybody. She's going to be on Dancing with the Stars in the middle of, of litigating, of, of hearing cases for the Supreme Court. That would make me want to watch the show. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, she'd probably kick ass on that show. Oh, my God. Her dance partner would be a walker. Uh, <laughs> I hate you so much. That would be so great. So the the story from Huffington Post says, Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg on Monday made her first public appearance since her treatment this month for pancreatic cancer. Ginsburg is 86 years old and she appeared strong in remarks accepting an honorary degree from the University of Buffalo at the Upstate New York School Center for the Arts. She told the audience that despite her recent health problems, part of the reason for her visit was an invitation that she received um, from Wayne Wisbaum, a, a Buffalo attorney that she met many years earlier while studying at Cornell. Buffaloes get attorneys now? Bu- what a life. <laughs> I hate you. Uh, she called the occasion both a joy and a sorrow, noting that he did not live to see her at the event. She said he asked her to confirm that she would come to Buffalo in August of 2019. Um, I did so immediately and I did not withdraw when my own health problems presented challenges. It was beyond my wildest imagination that I would one day come, become the notorious RBG. Uh, I love that she embraces it. Yeah. and like is, It's a thing for her. Uh, she credited the movement for women's equality for allowing her to rock it to the top of her field. It says, if I I am notorious. It is because I had the good fortune to be alive and a lawyer in the 1960s then and continuing through the 1970s. For the first time in history, it became possible to urge before courts to urge before courts successfully that equal justice under the law requires all arms of government to regard women as persons equal in stature to men. Um, so on, on Saturday, this, excuse me, on Friday, the Supreme Court announced that Ginsburg had completed three weeks of radiation therapy for a tumor on her pancreas. Crap. Yeah, it's um, but she's kicking ass well, still. I mean, I I watched a little bit of her documentary. Katie watched the whole thing, mm-hmm. and when she finished it, she was like, "I was like, so what'd you think?" Because she's not super into you know politics and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, "What'd you think?" And she was like, "She is the perfect example of somebody who was put on this planet to do one thing, mm. and she has been like, she knew her purpose." Very early on and has been doing that her whole life. Absolutely. The article says throughout her ups and downs, Ginsburg's, Ginsburg has been known to adhere to a challenging workout schedule and famously dismissed a jab from one of her political foes in July about her health. Um, she said there was a senator, I think it was after my pancreatic cancer, who announced with great glee that I was going to be dead within six months. Um, that senator, whose name I have forgotten, is now himself dead. And I am very much alive. <laughs> is now himself dead. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, it was cool seeing parts of the documentary because she does live her life like she's in a military camp. Like she is just she's doing like, put, yeah, she's got like an exercise ball. She's do, She's got like a trainer. Like she's training for a fight every day. She's like, I'm 86 years old. And if I'm going to be in this role, like, because I think she knows that she's got to hold on because she, yeah, Donald she's Trump like, cannot the, get the, another the, appointment. Yeah. The, uh, the country is literally depending on my life. No pressure. Yeah. So she's like, I'm just going to do all these one-armed push-ups. Yeah. I mean, and I think people, she has, if, if you believe in like prayer and the power of like people sending good juju, there are so many people that are sending all of the positive vibes to RBG and want to see her survive and do well. Not be, not only because of like saving the country, but just because of what she represents in the Supreme Court, being like a woman that has, you know, been there for a long time and really kind of blazed the pay, a path for a lot of people. Do you, I know this is a loaded question and we're about to go, but- what is the one person you would have live forever? Is it her? If you could have one person live forever. Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> it would be her? Yeah, I always think about like the day that that push alert comes through and I always get sad just thinking about it. 
That is sad. It's yeah. like when you have an animal and you're like, one day you're going to die and that's the saddest thing and ever. And you know that it's coming, you know, one of these days. But like that funeral is going to be just an S show. Like <laughs> everybody's going to be just fall. You think Aretha Franklin had a funeral? Oh. Jeez Louise, that funeral you lasted. You get a funeral. Uh, and you get a that funeral. That Aretha Franklin lasted for eight hours. <laughs> Are, uh, Oprah Winfrey's is going to last about seven days. Yeah. It's going to be a, oh man. I don't even about that. All right, happy endings are next, everybody. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have come to the end. (laughs) It's okay, Allie. It's okay. It's okay. Because because it's over, we have to maybe bring it up a little bit because it's time for a happy ending. (gasps) Jerry. Well, I could I could stop. Okay, I'll stop. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, at the end of the day, we like to wrap it up with something a little nice, a yeah. silver lining of sorts. It is, yeah. I mean, we talk about some bummer stuff on the show, not necessarily because we want to, but because it's important to. So it's also important to leave you with a little tidbit of positivity. Mm-hmm. That's why we do happy endings. All right. So what you got? Uh, my happy ending is I know that the Johnson and Johnson story really bummed you out, Jarrett. Mm-hmm. But on the bright side, at least there's no company called Hill and Hill. <laughs> Point taken. Because uh, that would have been easy. See how bad for me is a Johnson. I, yeah. It puts Johnsons to shame. No, I'm I'm so sorry that you have to go through that. <laughs> you're looking at me like you're judging me with your eyes. Uh, no, I'm just judging your family uh, for what they did to those people. Okay. I guess. You know what? It wasn't me <laughs> specifically. Justin, what you got? Sure, that Buzz Lightyear toy may have had an untimely death, but at least he lived up to his catchphrase, to infinity and be whole. (laughs) What? Oh, that was choice. What? That was a great, great happy ending. So I don't think that the happy ending was for Buzz Lightyear in particular, but that joke had a great ending. I don't even know. Like, wow. You said be whole, Mm. which... Kind of awesome. To infinity and behold. Okay, so uh, my happy ending is, you know, that list of 28 things, they may not have all been great. The list of 28 things of uh, that, as seen on, on TV, TV products that, that actually, actually work. work. They might not have all been great. But I do have a couple that like really speak to my heart. Mm-hmm. One of them comes from Will and Grace. Introducing the subway to Jack. <laughs> hey, mon frere, if your derriere could use a little push. No need to count the word is out. It's Jack. Jack was pitching a product that he wanted to to have happen called Jack Subway Tush, and he's like in an investors meeting. Um, And then my other favorite one is from Living Single, where uh, they're having to write a jingle for a product, and Queen Latifah is trying to help them write a a a jingle, and it's for Blanc toothpaste. And I don't know if you guys will be able to get this really well. And she had like this big, awful smile at the end, and it's hilarious. Like those are my favorite TV products mm, ever. That's nice. Yeah. Well, we should uh, we should come up. We should do like a jingle contest. Oh my god! For a random con- uh, random product for toasters. 
for toasters the coasters for your feet that actually already has a jingle and I was trying to access it I know that Chris Contreras on Twitter asked for it and I don't have it in my arsenal I'll have to have uh, Patrick dig it up and maybe we can play it or put it on Twitter toasters the coasters for your feet the coasters for your feet I think that's taken I was gonna say I think that's actually that's Folgers toothpaste and Folgers yeah (laughs) drop the subject All right, Patrick Jesus All right. well we're out of here now the show lives on on Twitter and on Instagram at DTS show we will post the podcast there as well so you can download and uh, catch up on everything you missed make sure to rate and uh, subscribe to the podcast because we you you can't possibly be here every day and we understand so that's a way for you to keep up on what we're doing but we love for you to rate and subscribe uh, on anywhere where you get your podcast make sure to to follow us on the social meds um, at DTS show on Twitter and the Instagram machine that's a day for us ladies and gents tomorrow um, we will have a guest host. Yeah, I believe Clayton, our bye friend, will be will be here. And then Char Giselle will be joining us later this week and as well. I will be back on Friday. Everyone have a great day, a great week, and we'll see you then. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Go. Go. Get Justin, out of here. Get out of here. Leave. <laughs> on, the ne- on the next. Drop the subject. On the next show, I think we officially found the widest story ever created. Does it have to do with A, khakis, B, nickelback, C, pumpkin spice, or, oh no, I said pumpkin spice. The white girls are coming, the white girls are coming. Wait, Raquel, do they have pumpkin spice? No, yeah, they do. Bring Brittany with an I, and Candy with an I, and Danielle with a Y. But don't bring Michaela with an H-Y, she sucks. Oh God, I gotta go. Run, run! Drop the subject. 12 to 2 Pacific, 3 to 5 Eastern, on the new Channel Q.